The following program, The Inclusive Voice, is sponsored by Diversity MBA Media and to the extent applicable, their guests. The views and opinions expressed therein do not necessarily reflect those of Newsweb Radio Company or its management. Good morning and Happy New Year. I'm Pam McElvain, your host of The Inclusive Voice, WCPT, 820 AM. I hope you all, as I've said for the last couple of years, sit back, grab your coffee, and please feel free to call in this morning and and dialogue with me at 773-631-3806. You know, at this time of year, you know, many of us stop to look back before we're looking ahead. And I hope to be able to do that and have that kind of conversation this morning as you think about the resolutions that you have made or going to make. And, you know, for some people, you know, making resolutions and and what they want to do can be overwhelming. But for many, you know, it's not that big a deal. They can think of something, you know, you think of something very simple and and the, the challenge is sticking to it, having the stickiness to what you've made the personal commitment to do, to change, and what's important to you to move forward. And I will tell you, when I was thinking about uh, doing a piece on the year in reflection, I decided I wanted it to be very personal. Not just personal for me, but personal for anyone that either you know or is hearing this program this morning or you know that have read my blogs or reading in our article. Uh, in the publications that we publish, how important personal commitment and things are to us as individuals. Because we're in a world that is changing and changing quickly and not necessarily for the best of every person. And so um, for the first half of the show, I just want to spend a few minutes and really just talk about a few areas, categories that I've identified as what hopefully you can join me in in thinking about this year, um, the prior year, 2023 in reflection, and how it can help prepare you to look forward. So when I think about reflecting on personal commitments, you know, these are the promises we make to ourselves and to others. You know, the values we choose to uphold, the goals we strive to achieve. You know, reflecting on, you know, different aspects help us understand how we closely live up to our own expectation and ideals. So I was thinking, you know, so, you know, let me let me ask myself some questions and, and have you even think about what some of these are. You know, what, what promises did I make to myself and others at the beginning of the year? And so when I think about, oh, my goodness, what promises, you know, am I going to stick to regardless of anything? You know, family. Is, is the first thing that comes to mind for me. And then I think about my children, even more immediate, while they prepare to go out in life. I have one, um, my youngest son is, is in college still, University of Chicago. My other son just graduated. So very important to be true and steadfast to the commitment to myself to be healthy, to ensure that they're able to continue to, to build and walk forward. So thinking of commitments that you have made that's going to sustain you as we think about what we do for 2024. And then it's like, how many commitments have I honored? I mean, 
uh, these commitments I, I mean, excuse me, how many of these commitments have I honored and where have I faltered? And so when I think about, you know, where I would call it fall off the horse, as you guys know, one of our colleagues, Ed Kotka, who does our bold goals, you know, talks about falling off the horse, which means falling short of your goal. And sometimes we just stop and say, you know what, I'm not going to start over. I'm just done with this goal. Um, so what I what I was reflecting on and thinking about is, well, I said I wanted to, you know, lose weight um, to be in a healthier place. And so I've, I, I can't even tell you how many times I've fallen off that horse because a holiday would come and I would have the excuse to eat some of the sweets. And there you go. I mean, I did stay true to exercising and, you know, drinking water and, you know, so maintaining weight. But I really didn't get over that hump and achieve that goal to, to where I wanted to. So, you know, I've changed my perspective this year from a healthy, from a healthy view in that while I, I, I have all my, my limbs, I, I, you know, I'm very healthy, I have a great health record, um, I'm not on medications, um, I am in my 60s. And people often tell me I look way younger. So thank you for that. So it's like, why not, you know, achieve your goal? Why not take the blessing that you've been given of his healthiness and achieve that weight goal? And, and so that's, you know, one of the commitments. I said, okay, you know, five pounds at a time. Something really s- simple, something that can be attainable, and something that, you know, you can be proud and have progress and make milestones. And then, you know, what obstacles, you know, did you encounter and, and how did you navigate them? How did I, how did, you know, there are all kinds of obstacles in life, if we allow it, that we encounter and, and barriers that sometimes we can make decisions not to, you know, not to move forward, not to be a part of something great. But so, you know, what, do you, what is the strongest thing in your own personal space that you can hold on to? And for me, it's my faith. And regardless of, of how overwhelming the obstacle or the barrier seems, I have my faith. And that spirituality, spirituality and connection with God, for me, my personal belief and commitment, is what allows me to navigate over anything. And of course, you know, having that community of friends and family that helps and shares with you to be able to navigate any tough scenarios and being there for others. So that that immediate community of friends, family, and faith is, is what helps me encounter and manage through conflict. But most importantly, these are some key things that are personal commitments for me that I can take into uh, 2024 as I build out what I want to be, who and how I want to show up. So the promises I make to myself, I want to keep. I want to be reasonable and how many of those are so that they're attainable and achievable. And I want to keep my community and my faith fresh and real so that Everyone that experiences me or a relationship with me know that they too can hopefully be blessed.
So with that, you know, I'm going to take a commercial break. I'll be right back with you right after this. And thank goodness and thank you. We're so grateful for Devin and all the support that he's provided Diversity in VA Media and the Inclusive Voice in the past year. So we'll be right back with you after this commercial break. At UPMC, we believe care goes beyond our walls and into our communities. That's why we support organizations and individuals who help people prosper by giving them skills and training for employment, including right here at UPMC. Because life-changing is providing people a chance to grow. Learn more at upmc.com slash community impact. UPMC, life-changing medicine. The world is embracing a remote, globalized, and diverse workforce. Is your organization prepared when it comes to understanding all the nuances of diversity? Diversity MBA can help. From an industry-leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. Check out diversitymbamagazine.com and take the first step towards transforming your organization. Welcome back. Pam McElvain, your host on The Inclusive Voice. And if you'd like to call in, 773-631-3806 and share with me, you know, some of the things that you look back on and that you're definitely looking forward to. So the next thing I wanted to share with you and talk about is, you know, achievements in the workplace and community. You know, our careers, particularly those of us that are working or even retired, and, you know, our social engagements are often reflections of our ambitions and values. You know, so, you know, reflecting on, you know, the contributions and the growth in these areas is essential, I think, to understand the impact in areas for, you know, for continuous improvement and growth. You know, I've grown professionally over the year and you want to ask yourself, you know, how have I grown? you know, personally, professionally. So consider promotions, new skills, or even how you've been able to receive positive feedback or feedback in general, constructive feedback, and then take what's important to you and grow with that. And, you know, like what contributions have I made to my workplace? So think about, you know, successful projects, you know, leadership roles or mentorship. So things that you've been able to contribute and create a more inclusive environment. And I'll share, I'll say this to you. One of the things in our small company that we do is, um, you know, we come in and we go hard. <laughs> you know, I mean, we go hard. We're, if it's not virtual meetings, you know, it's live meetings, um, you know, programming, delivery, and just really just working hard. So this year, I am going to, we have a hybrid workplace. So when we are in the office, we are going to have established time of communion. That means coming together, you know, not just lunch break, but really intentional about doing some, you know, gaming or, you know, relaxation, taking an intentional break away with the group. And so you have to, and I put intentional there because it has to be intentional in order for you to do that. And then when I think about, you know, how have I engaged and contributed to my community? So how have you, you know, did you volunteer, advocacy, support, provided, 
you know, any type of uh, uh, time and, and advice and advocacy to to your community members or partners. One of the things I will say this to you is it's about community doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, formalized nonprofit organization or agency. It, it could be just anyone, or, you know, your church. I mean, these are communities, but it could be anyone that you reach out to, that you extend a helping hand to. And so when we're talking about community, we're really thinking about, you know, where do we give um, beyond yourself? So that's that's more of what um, I was thinking about, you know, when we talk about community. So the other thing is, um, oh, I know. Sorry, I'm just going blank here when I'm thinking about, you know, so what, what do I do? I will tell you, my community service comes in board, from board leadership, um, board service. But what I want to do, I think, this year differently is be a part of a mission, um, specifically like the Food Depository. I really would like to be a part of an organization where I'm connecting directly with the people, directly being able to give food away or services or supplies. So that's that's one of my uh, 2024 uh, commitments for doing that. Also, I wanted to give you the, uh, the better call-in number, which is 763-9278. 773-763-9278. So thank Devin for that, for that, that correction. Um, so... The other piece that we're thinking about when we talk about, okay, how do we determine, you know, what's most valuable, you know, for us, you know, understanding what your future actions and decisions are going to be, being able to reflect on the different aspects of your life that brings you joy, satisfaction and pride is something that's not selfish. It's about self-interest, but self-interest should be about, you know, self-value and having interest to value yourself for both personal well-being as well as, um, when I say personal, I do mean physical and psychological wellness, but also in terms of what makes you satisfied, what gives you joy. So some of the questions, you know, I think about are, you know, what relationships or activities have provided me the most profound sense of fulfillment this year? You know, real quickly, I think about the holidays, right, because we come together for purpose, Thanksgiving and Christmas. But it, it just brings the nation together in, in celebration of something common. And so um, so that's kind of what I think about when, when I think about what's valuable around coming together and some of the key activities. But, you know, what achievements, you know, are you proud of, you know, that you say are priorities for you? Something that you look forward to, devoting energy to, every part of the day, every aspect of it. This, these are the kinds of things that I think when we think back on what we've done, Going forward, you know, what am I going to continue to do? What am I going to build on? What have I been quiet about that I haven't really shared with others that I think I might want to? So, so that my space becomes even more inviting for others that aren't necessarily a part of that. So I, um, 
wanted to, I'm going to stop here. We're going to take another commercial break and I'll be right back with you and talk about a couple other personal reflections before we go into um, our next segment. I'll be right back with you right after this. Breakthroughs aren't just for medical journals. They're to help people hold their grandbabies for the first time. Expertise isn't just for awards or recognition. It can be what gives people the best chance to walk again. At the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network, people are the driving force behind everything we do. So we never lose sight of what's important. And we never forget who it's for. Because in the end, we're people helping people. That means every breakthrough, every clinical study, every interaction is to help people like you, your family, and your neighbors be the best they can be. We do everything possible because we see everything possible in you. To find out how compassion motivates world-class care, visit Freighter.com. From emails that get no response to improper billing and shipping to inventory mistakes, waste can be an expansive, encompassing problem. With a track record of success that includes over $7 billion in successful projects, Bold Business has been helping clients over two decades. Whether you seek to enhance the performance of current anti-waste and waste initiatives, reduce reputational damage in the face of heightened public scrutiny, or simply safeguard cost efficiency, Bold Business has the answers. Check out boldbusiness.com for more information. Welcome back. And the first thing I want to do for those of you that want to call in is tell you the call-in number is 773-763-9278 to share any of your you know, ideas and thoughts and commitments that you've made on looking back and reflecting and looking ahead. So now I just want to you know, talk about, you know, when I think about evaluating you know, the impact that you've made um, to achieve some of the desired outcomes, when I think about you know, the impact on the appreciation of your own role in the larger tapestry of life, you know, for me it's about how your actions have influenced others and the environment around you. And we may sometimes not think about not just influence but consequence. So some of the questions that I, I would ask myself and, and for you to think about are how have you know my actions this year affected the people around me, my community, and my environment? You know, whether it is in a positive way where I've been able to facilitate changes and to be a part of that, or in a way that I was able to bring clarity that might not necessarily, you know, be in such a you know open and way an accepting way for others, but it's definitely been in a in a position and a way of how we can help people move forward and know the impact that they want to have and how they have planned to achieve this. And, and that's a big ask, right? That that's a big intention when you think about what um, what am I going to do to move forward in in with intention and how do I want to achieve this? What comes to mind for me is is financial wealth. 
financial stability. That's what I really mean by wealth. Um, and wealth means any, many different things to people. Owning a home, you know, having um, X amount of dollars in your bank account, having investment accounts, having a good 401k plan, holistically being in a position, being ready for retirement, getting ready for retirement, be it 10 years or 20 years out. But it's really, you know, planning for the next opportunity, the next big opportunity. Stretching out and thinking about how do I want to make sure that I am able and who I am, being real authentic to yourself, and able to provide impact. And, you know, that brings me to, you know, realigning, realigning with purpose. And that's, that's really, you know, what the looking back all of this is about anyway, is that the core of the reflection is the journey back to your purpose. You know, your reason for being and doing things. Some people, you know, are, are atheists, agnostic, they don't believe in the higher being. And that's, that's fine. It's not for me to judge or say. But it is about reconnecting with your own inner self and understanding this place in the world. You know, there's so much out there now, so many people that are true experts. There are some that are not, but there's so many that are true experts that are really bringing forward um, connecting ways and, and how to be calm and pre- prepare yourselves into in the face of difficulty and, and daily change. You know, what gives my life meaning and how have I pursued this meaning this year? I mean, that those are really, really important things. And so sometimes we're so busy in doing so much that we miss thinking about the basic and fundamental values that we have. And, you know, I just want to say we're living life so much that we forget, you know, our own purpose. And so we have to be intentional to do that. You know, how you do that, it it could be through family conversations, journaling, um, meetings, uh, uh, communing with friends, you know, but but how you do that is so important. I I have the opportunity to take a couple of weeks off, uh, which I hadn't done in a long time, and it was so great to really connect with people, you know, and just be in a space that allow for, you know, reflection, you know, time to be able to even write my book, um, things that help us really shape where we want to go and what we want to do. And then, you know, and then how do my personal and professional life align with my deeper pur- purpose? And let me just say this, you know, going to work every day, if, if you're in a career um, or in a job or just starting out wherever you are and, be, and being unhappy, I mean, that that's a major toll. That's something you really have to say, you know, why am I doing this and what do I need to do to get out of this scenario so that I can retain my deeper purpose and align with what it is. You might not be in the dream job, but getting to that, you know, is something that you have to think about. How do I do this where it's an alignment with me and I feel better about myself and what I am doing? Because what changes can I make to give life, to get, to have a life, to live a life more aligned with what I believe. And for me, that's what's most significant is to have a life for yourself, more of what you believe, more what you feel is the rightful 
place for you. So when I think about what that should be, you know, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. So I, I'm going to wrap up now <laughs> that segment that I've just done with you this morning on um, on the reflections and thinking about looking back personally to look forward. This is just something I wanted to, you know, just really share with you. And please go to diversitymbamagazine.com and, you know, you can pull down any more of the information that I have in talking about, you know, how important having personal alignment, self-reflection, and being okay with what you didn't do well and what you want to do well. So, new for us, right? Looking forward for 2024 for the Inclusive Voice, we want to introduce a new segment where we, where we want to cover current events as it relates to what we're going to call diversity news. And in this segment, we want to cover, you know, the hot topics on the new current events, not repeating what you're hearing from mainstream media, of course, but I really want to make the connection of what is happening in the world to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and what some have also expanded to accessibility and belonging. So it's D-I-A-B, but for the most part, fundamentally, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you guys know this is what I've talked about all year. This has been the conversation that the Inclusive Voice have been trying to bring forward different voices to share in you know various opinions on what's going on and how they're moving forward. But for me, I felt compelled to want to align what's happening in the world with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Because it's not just Oh, this is important. This is this is a thing that's just happening because because it's not. You know, many people don't have the full understanding of, of really diversity, equity, and inclusion, and why it's not just important, but understanding that it, it's always been here. D- diversity is by nature who we are. I mean, God at fundamentally had created for those of us that believe different. Every one of us created different with our own personalities. But then when you think about even as Americans, you know, we do live in a diverse society with broad range of cultures, ethnicity, racial identities, gender, sexual identities, education, communities, socioeconomic status. I mean, at the end of the day, America is a melting pot. The world is. But when you think about immigrations, you know, what, what immigrates? Immigrants. I mean, immigrants are definitely white Americans. They immigrated to America because that is not, this is not the land where they, be, they were born. So like white Americans, African Americans, Hispanics, you know, Latin Americans, Asian Americans, American Indians are the only Native Americans here. So we all came to America and diversity has just been a core part of it. 
diversity people has defined it as a broad range of thoughts and experiences. And I'm going to use a room full of white men as an example. They can be in a room together. And the reality is not two of them are the same other than the fact they're of the same gender and or color. And, and some of them, even pigmentation is different. So in monolithic cultures, you have diversity. So it's not a new thing. Diversity has been here, will be here, and is a part of here. And so because the problems of how not just mainstream media, but politically, the term diversity, equity, and inclusion has been misconstrued, it has been disrupted, it, it, it actually has been lied on, if you will. <laughs> you know, it's not what we, we want to happen here. I really, you know, my goal in all of this is, is to really want diversity, equity, and inclusion to be clear and for people to understand because equity and equality is about human rights. That, that's what it is when we talk about it. So it's not, it's not about one group or another having an advantage over, over anyone else, even though that's been part of the institution of systemic racism and institutional racism is because of the, the, what has happened to other groups in terms of oppression, right? Slavery for Africans, you know, um, Holocaust, you know, for Jews, and, and even if you think about among white Americans, where the Irish, you know, didn't like the Scots, the English didn't like the American, you know, they too even had their own issues of discrimination and oppression. And so we want equality and equity for all. And when we're back when we're thinking about the basis of inclusion, where we want people to be accepted and to be a part of it all. where you are feeling that you are fundamentally a part of a community is what inclusion is. We basically around the world are saying we're by inherently we're born diverse, but we want to include others to be a part of understanding our differences. We're okay with sharing that. And then creating the space to treat people fairly. That, that's what we've been fighting about. That's what all this is going on, is for equity and equality. And we've had movements over time for equal pay for women, you know, equal rights for, you know, people of color when it came to voting. That's the civil rights we're about. And best kept secret, you know, white Americans were the ones that that benefited most from civil rights. And no one's complaining about that. We're just saying, because that's what it's about. If you feel you weren't in a position of being included, then having legislation so that you can be is what we're talking about here. And so when we hear, you know, how mainstream media, it does both good reporting and sometimes not so good reporting. <laughs> but when we, we get and hear things that, you know, where people have influence and the ability 
to to share information at a broad level, and you know, and that is the world in which we live in today. But I, I the other day, I was looking at an article in the Daily Mail entitled "Employers Are Binning DEI and Swapping It for Well-Being and Inclusion." You know, so when you think about you know the anti-Semitism debacle that turns toxic. You know, it revealed that American companies are considering moving away from the term DEI as a whole, and that is so true. And it's and it's heavily weighted on on politics and prejudice that's you know bubbling up from people that really feel uncomfortable with change. So it's an overt attack, you know, in twenty three, really, on diversity, equity, and inclusion. I mean, from from politicians and coming from you know CEOs, you know, like Elon Musk, really, and Bill Ackman, who feel that DEI policies discriminate against white Americans. And both these men, by the way, attended Ivy League universities. And I'm like, really, really, were white Americans? For most of the past century, are the ones that have benefited from everything. That's why wealth for them is systemic, and it happens because they're the ones that benefited from the land of free. No one else, until much later, to have legislation to allow others to have access. So, do we have CEOs? And this is, in my opinion, let me be clear. That basically are saying I don't want to share with anyone else. So let me go ahead and say, oh, let's feel like DEI is excluding us because we don't want to share the wealth. That's truly not what we're talking about here. That truly isn't. Now, have organizations made some mistakes in how they are transparent and how they have communicate to where white Americans? particularly white men, do not feel included? I do think so. I think we have an opportunity in companies to make sure that everyone feels included, including white Americans and and particularly men, uh, because when companies target for certain groups to increase them in the workplace, because by the way, the majority of workforces are 80% white, it's, but you can't exclude those that are there. You have to you want them to be the best champions. And in my opinion, white men are the most influential champions for diversity, equity, inclusion, even though they also can be most destructive if they have influence. But the point here, as we talk about getting into diversity news that are, as it relates to diversity, equity, inclusion, I just need to let everyone know it's not a new thing. It's been here forever, ever. And, and, you know, we talk about inclusion and belonging. That's, those are the core values. Those are the principal beliefs that companies have actually driven their, their uh, organizations by. They have led their leadership teams by. So it's, it's really critical to say, you know, what do I need to understand better so that I'm informed. And that's really what we want to do here is inform you, regardless of your political stance. I'm to be honest with you, I don't I don't care. We're in a democratic world. So we're in a democracy. And so your beliefs are fine. I'm happy you can have them and exercise your rights. But know that diversity, equity, inclusion is for everyone. 
everyone in, on this planet. And it's not exclusionary at all. So with that, I am going to take a commercial break and we'll come right back with you and talk a little bit more about what we, what my team selected as some of the current events and how we can tie in you know, the, the notion of diversity, equity, and inclusion. So uh, please feel free to call in at 773-763-9278. We'll be right back with you after this commercial break. At UPMC, we believe care goes beyond our walls and into our communities. That's why we support organizations and individuals who help people prosper by giving them skills and training for employment, including right here at UPMC. Because life-changing is providing people a chance to grow. Learn more at upmc.com slash community impact. UPMC, life-changing medicine. From an industry-leading journal and web publication highlighting professionals and best practices to boot camps and conferences featuring noted and accomplished speakers, Diversity MBA is a driving force in diversity, equity, and inclusion education. But Diversity MBA's education push extends beyond the public realm and into the private sector. Thanks to DMBA, enterprises embarking on their DEI journey have access to training webinars, leadership indexes, and more, all of which can help educate and transform a workforce. Embrace DEI. Diversity MBA can help. Visit www.diversitymbamagazine.com for more information. Welcome back. I'm your host, Pam McElvain, here on the Inclusive Voice. Oh, it looks like that we have a caller in, Devin. Hello. Okay. Oh, oh Nelson? Yes. Yes. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. First, I want to say Happy New Year to you. Thank you so very much, and to you as well. Um, so what's on your mind this morning? Yeah, I just called in, just looking or reflecting on what looks like it's going to be a tough DEI year uh, with Bill Ackman and other associates, let's say Elon Musk and others, who seem to be devaluing DEI. What words of encouragement do you have other activists who are in that space so they don't lose sight or lose the energy that they've had up to this point in such a challenging environment? Oh, that's a great question. Um, And... Part of, you know, what I will say, you know, D, diversity, equity, inclusion, as we term as DEI, is, is a personal commitment that people make to want to uh, be persistent and committed to having a better culture, better community, a more inclusive space for work. And so you have to continue to not only be passionate about it, but be pers- be purposeful in your intention in driving through this change. I, you know, it, it is very difficult um, to have a belief and a commitment and to have it challenged constantly. I would definitely encourage those that are both leading DEI and believe in it to continue to build the community around them and to share the positive milestones and progress that they've made and then to be tolerable of those that have differences and find ways to create an educating um, platform 
so that they can become you know, more aware and hopefully have an experience themselves that at some point will help them connect and understand the importance of DEI. And there, and there are different there are things within the workforce that companies do. Um, they have what we call, you know, affinity groups and different uh, celebrations and activities to make sure that they are not exclusive, but inclusive of everyone, regardless of that holiday or celebration they're doing it. Don't make it just about one group. Try to be more intentional about in, including everyone um, is a part. And it's gonna, it takes a lot. Intention takes a lot. But thank you for that question. That was a very, very good question. Thank you. And continue your work. And Happy New Year. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, we've got another caller here. <laughs> so uh, I think it's Delena. You want to take this call as well? Uh, good morning, Delena. Good morning, Pam. How are you? I am good. Good. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for calling. So what's on your mind this morning? Well, Pam, I wanted to um, talk, and this may be a little little off topic, but there's so much trending today regarding mm-hmm. um, uh uh, Taraji <laughs> and the and the you know the underpayment you know for her work and um, uh, you know this okay <laughs> you know where I'm going right yeah so, you know, yes. I know, you, know you, you we work with you know um, yeah, I had the honor of doing the article for your business review on the Black Women's Economy and mm-hmm. it just seems like the protected you know the we're still fighting Pam. We're still yes. in the, you know, in, in 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 the in the crust, you know, of 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 equality and equity, um, you know, and then the recent resignation, you know, um, of our first black, you know, um, president, if you will, you know, Harvard, and it's just, what do you think? What 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 do what steps do we need to take on the grassroots level? Um, we can't solve all the problems of the world, but what can we do as individuals in our own space to make sure that we are healthy, to make sure that we are um, prepared individually, you know, to work in our own environment to help um, you know, from the economic space, you know, to the to the growth. What what are, what are some of your suggestions in that? Uh, uh, you know, first I'm going to say, do you have my script? <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, I, one of the things I was going to talk about, um, one of the points I wanted to talk about was women <laughs> in leadership, because, you know, we often talk about, and, you know, to your point, we often talk about, the, you know, the glass ceiling or the invisible ceiling and the barriers that women face, regardless if they're in corporate, we're talking about anyone that are rising to the next level. And, you know, and when they have to you know, walk on eggshells. When you think about Tara Hutchinson and where she's gone, and you think about Rosalind Buer, the first black CEO of Walgreens, and the resignation of Claudine Gay, and even the, the two white female presidents uh, that also were in front of the Senate um, in terms of the university presidents, where they were, they thought they were going to be talking about 
what was happening on campus and end up getting tacked in a, in a congressional review. So it's almost like, if you will, um, you know, women are, there's a contempt for women in leadership that, that we are um, really set back multiple decades. And the reality is we have been. And facing where we are in today's world is, is going to be one of the most difficult things, I believe, as a group, particularly black women and uh, women of color, is that we have severely been set back because of some of the, the work that the Supreme Court is unfortunately <laughs> is driving through, is driving forward, is not giving us the opportunity to to really to really um, you know solidify where we are, and when you look at some of the research, I'll share this with you. In terms of where Black women are, they actually are the last group <laughs> on on the economic poll, on the promotion poll, in leadership roles, and and then yet we are put in positions that doesn't allow us to succeed. So. So, so what can we do? You know, what, you know, um, I just read an article from the New York Times. Actually, both the New York Times and Wall Street Journal were talking about uh, the attack on women. And so when it's, it's like when women are in, have an opportunity to speak out and to be bold in, in their belief, they are attacked. And so we almost have to prepare ourselves and to prepare the next generation that celebrating one milestone doesn't mean that we've made it. We have to begin to step back and look at progress, I think, and look at the roadmap and what others have done and begin to organize and build, really, and build pipelines of being able to, to, to hopefully have sustaining in both, as you were talking about, in wealth and economic position, in supporting each other in advancement, in in positioning each other in um, in political voices, and coming together around causes, and not just around the loss of life, but around daily scenarios and situations that we're in. Uh, it's unfortunate, but I believe that's kind of where we are. We're back there. And we have to start teaching our, our daughters how to sustain beyond the noise. And, and it's unfortunate to hear you know, me say that, wow, we're going back to the movement days. But I actually believe that's where we are. Because women um, are continuing, particularly women of color, to be marginalized. And black women in America, and actually... Uh, black and brown women around the world are being marginalized and oppressed. And this is what I believe um, that we are now. We're at a point for 2024 to look at how we organize and take with intention the key initiatives and be able to make some noise and build sustainability and systemic pipelines around that. So I, that's just my opinion. And that's a big high level thought. But that was a huge question. Thank you for that, um, Delena, and also for the work that you do um, around, around women. 
So one of the things, just just to remind some of the, um, just to remind some of our audience, you know, what we're talking about, women in leadership, particularly what's in the news. Rosalind Bureau is the first black woman CEO of Walgreens, who recently stepped down only after three years is from the pharmacy and retail to healthcare services. And um, my team, you know, looked at an investigative article from Neil Saunders um, of the New York Times, where Neil Saunders, the managing director of global data, said that while the wisdom of this move is debatable, healthcare, it, it might not be uh, Rosalind's bureau, Bureau's expertise, but wow, isn't that amazing? There's no tolerance for her to grow into something that she absolutely could lead. And you don't have to be an expert as a CEO to drive an organization. You have to be an expert in leadership and business acumen. So there you go, you know, not being supported for something that's different. And then when you look at the resignation of Claudine Gay, how Harvard's first black president, that's another case of a black female that was pushed off because while her her resignation accusations, you know, of plagiarism in her scholarly work, you know, Gay attested her New York Times opt-ed also that the campaign against her has been in place since the appointment of her role. And then when you go back and look at other women that are in these leadership roles, the glass cliff is basically designed for when women are put into leadership roles, but they're never given everything to sustain them. And the first time that there's difficulty, what happens is they... Um, they are removed from the roles or it's made it very difficult for them to stay in those roles. So thank you callers. Uh, that was really great insight and sharing uh, with us. But before we wrap up, I'm going to take a commercial break and then we're going to come back and talk about a little bit, you know, how the global wars and unrest is affecting um, what we call quality and equity as it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion. But thank you for our two callers, I believe Nelson and Delena, talking about what we can do around diversity, equity, and inclusion ourselves, making a commitment to champion, and what we as black women have to do to move forward um, within this next generation. Breakthroughs aren't just for medical journals. There to help people hold their grandbabies for the first time. Expertise isn't just for awards or recognition. It can be what gives people the best chance to walk again. At the Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network, people are the driving force behind everything we do. So we never lose sight of what's important. And we never forget who it's for. Because in the end, we're people helping people. That means every breakthrough, every clinical study, every interaction is to help people like you, your family, and your neighbors be the best they can be. We do everything possible because we see everything possible in you. To find out how compassion motivates world-class care, visit Freighter.com. talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Let Diversity MBA Media bring you up to speed on the discussion. 
with benchmarking services that help enterprises gauge and expand the diversity of their workforces, to fresh, insightful, deep-dive articles on the Diversity MBA website. CEO Pam Micklevane leverages years of experience and some of the foremost thought leaders on diversity, equity, and inclusion to spread the DEI message and curate content that educates and enlightens. In addition, Diversity MBA Media hosts annual conferences that bring together speakers from all across the DEI spectrum, with thousands of virtual attendees learning industry best practices from a wide range of perspectives. Check out Diversity MBA Media, join the diversity, equity, and inclusion movement, and be a part of the discussion. www.diversitymbamagazine.com So welcome back. Um, Pat McElvain, your host of The Inclusive Voice. I just real quickly wanted to uh, share with you um, just some thoughts on the global wars and unrest. As you know, we've been, a, we've been witnessing an escalation in the global violence with the rising you know, stakes of the wars in Ukraine, Palestine, and the rest of the Middle East. All of these wars, but particularly those in the Middle East, have been extremely polarizing and have brought feelings of religious discrimination to the service. You know, Reuters has reported a rise in anti-sentiment uh, as somatics sentiments and the Council on American Islamic Relations <clears throat> has documented a rise in reported anti-Arab and anti-Muslim bias incidents in the past, you know, several months. So as global unrest leads to civil unrest, the time again has come to navigate difficult conversations, which is going on in the workplace to ensure employee safety. So one of the things that I wanted to express to make sure that you understand how the spillover of what's happening globally in the world is in the workplace and in our communities. So corporations, for example, they establish what they call courageous conversations, and they have these employee affinity and resource groups that come together. They have them for Muslims that form a group for other employees of like mind, and they have uh, groups that are just religious. All religious groups can come together. They even have formed a group called for uh, Middle Easterners, where these employees are able to come together and share with what they need in a safe physical space and psychological space on how they must navigate both being here in America where they have family, you know, in those parts of the world that are going through these um, these horrific times. And so I just it's, so it's important to know that this is this is the, the part of inclusion and belonging that organizations are creating as we're having all of this global unrest. So diversity, equity, and inclusion is is actually transformational of changing culture where we're all there to be respectful. So I thank you all for being a part of the show this morning. Um, Happy New Year to you. We look forward for the next, you know, 50, 51 weeks in sharing more information on diversity news, how it relates to current events. We look forward to you calling in. We thank all of our guests for 2023 for being a part of making us a very powerful show. We thank Devin um, and team and WCPT 820 AM. Have a great weekend and rest of the week. I'm your host, Pam McElvey, the Inclusive Voice.